0: Hey everybody, C Note here, and welcome to Dopamine—the show that is all about mental health empowerment. Today, I wanted to talk about criticism, self-criticism in particular. Uh, this episode is not going to be very long, but this is a topic that I've been noticing uh, more and more of, and uh, how we can start thinking about, you know, and noticing ourselves doing this. So, I'm going to hit the button and do the thing on Dopamine. Let's go. Drums. From the top of the we go. From hey. we Friend for being here and for listening. Uh, for those of you who are aware of what's happened with my brother and all of this stuff, uh, just an update. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, it's gonna be a little while before my tone kind of gets back to normal, and I'm kind of figuring out the amount of continuing to work and all of this stuff that I'm trying to do. For me personally, being able to continue some sense of work is helpful for me, uh, because I can't necessarily like bathe in the emotion and I don't necessarily want to. Uh, so thinking about things and, and doing a podcast like this is really helpful to continue to, uh, compartmentalize sometimes when I need to, and then still revisiting the emotions. So it's not about ignoring anything because there's a lot that I have to process Uh, because we're definitely talking about things Molly and I are doing the best we can Um, we're definitely not going to be making food so I'm literally sitting outside of our local burrito place and waiting for them to bring the burritos to the car (laughs) Um, and while that's happening I'm just kind of doing a little bit of this podcast episode so A heads up that I might have to like, there might be an awkward cut and that might be because the burrito show up. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to briefly cover this concept of self-criticism because I keep seeing on Twitter, on my comments, on this podcast or on YouTube of someone starting to accept or acknowledge something about themselves and who they are but then adding a judgment at the end of it. And for some reason, that judgment seems to be some sort of either acknowledgement of a personal weakness or an awareness of how that thing, that status, that, that aspect of themselves is something that is creating an impairment in their lives. So for example, I get a lot of INTPs on my ADHD videos that will say like, yep, I'm an INTP with ADHD and I'm aware of how dumb I am or I'm aware of how, oh, my burrito's coming. So I'm going to take a minute. (laughs) False alarm in the story of the burritos. It's not, it's not here yet. Um, (laughs) So keep an eye out for that story. Um, What was I talking about? Yes, uh, comments on YouTube. And I get INTPs who acknowledge that they have ADHD, but then they add this sort of self-judgment. And it's not helpful to add this judgment. It's not helpful to say that this equals this. Because, first of all, they may not necessarily be the same thing. You having ADHD, A, doesn't mean you're a dumb person. That just is not holistically true. That is not... Uh, a one-to-one correlation. Having ADHD means that you need to approach something differently. It does not mean that, it's not an automatic, it's not an automatic docking of your ability to find some sense of focus or to be productive or to uh, to think in a certain way. For you to be able to uh, acknowledge and grow as a person, it's about first watching and seeing and acknowledging the, maybe the challenges you have, but that's diagnostic. That's simply saying that this is something I'm experiencing and judgment is separate from that. Judgment means I'm experiencing this. And why am I like this? Why am I an idiot? Why am I not normal? Why am I broken? Why am I not able to focus? Why can't I get this done? And then there's the other side of this when it becomes an acceptance of that judgment so, there's one thing to accept what you're experiencing, to accept that you have ADHD. It's another thing to combine that with the acceptance of a flaw or the acceptance of a self judgment of that flaw. So, the self judgment being this idea of, you know, I have ADHD, therefore I can't ever focus, or accepting this fatalistic perspective of, I'm always going to be this way is not helpful for your growth. All you need to do first and foremost is watch, be aware of what you're experiencing in life. So having depression does not mean you are a depressed person. It's very different to say, I am experiencing depression versus perpetually and holistically identity focused being a depressed person because you are not depressed 24-7. You have modes of depression. But if you sink into the micro moments of your life, right now listening to this podcast, if you're in flow, are you, if you're listening or you're doing something, just checking in, like, are you depressed right now? What What about the person that is noticing that you're depressed? What about the part of yourself that is aware that you're depressed? Is that part of yourself depressed as well? And just kind of taking it into micro moments and except that there are moments in your life where you are not depressed. And sometimes we use this as a means of, you know, kind of either self-flagellation or some sort of, uh, uh, sometimes people use it for attention. Sometimes we use it as a way of lowering ourselves to lower the expectations of ourselves so that if you're, you know, it's easy to say like, I'm a depressed person, therefore I can't do A, B, and C. And, I don't think that's ever true for many people. Depression doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do something. It just means you need to approach something in a different way. So you're not devoid, especially if you're high functioning, quote unquote high functioning, that you are not devoid of the ability to find a way in which you can operate as a person. You may not be able to operate by the social norm or the way that is expected of you, but for you to be able to process and grow as a person, it needs to start with an objective understanding of your experience. And simply acknowledging and accepting that without acknowledging and accepting the self-judgment first. And then comes the acknowledgement of the self-judgment, being aware of when you do that. So when you say, I have ADHD, and that makes me an unfocused person, the unfocused person part of you is part of that self-judgment of saying like, I can't get things done. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's all of the shoulds, all of the musts, all of the, the things that, that don't feel good are one of those challenges uh, of this, of this experience. My burritos are coming and I'm very excited. Burritos are here. I'm so excited. My mood has just changed. (laughs) this is really great um so thanks for tracking me with, with with me on this narrative um but essentially as I kind of basically wrap up this episode because it's short and I want to go home I want to eat my burritos and I my capacity for speaking is going to be kind of low for a little while obviously with everything going on so I appreciate your patience and the the weirdness of this episode but the general idea is that if you are you know, expressing part of your identity to listen for the part of that expression that includes the self-judgment. And if you're including self-judgment, you know, what ways can you stop including that self-judgment or at least acknowledging that self-judgment, right? It's not apologizing to the other person because that's also the same thing as just, you know, sidestepping what you're saying. You know, it's like, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm calling myself an idiot. It's like, no, that's, that's, you need to apologize to yourself. Not only apologize to yourself, but also use that as an acknowledgement of saying like, of, of basically allowing yourself to stop doing it and being aware of it. Asking the question, like, why did I just do that? Why did I say that? Why? Do I think that about myself? And having that moment is a really good moment to stop and reflect and just be aware of of what you're doing. Because many of us use our mental health diagnoses or our expressions of who we are as like an INTP or an INFJ or whatever our personality type is or a type 5 in the Enneagram or big 5 stuff or I don't know, any of those things. We use these labels as perpetual measurements for, you know, what we should or shouldn't be. So as an INTP, a lot of INTPs will watch my videos and they'll be like, I watched, I watched, but I stopped after two minutes because I was bored. And I was like, there are 17,000 people that have watched this video and none of them have said they were bored. That's not an INTP thing. That's a you thing. And it's not about self judgment in terms of like keeping yourself down it's just an awareness of saying that you being uh, not having the focus is individual to something that is that, that you need to work on, that you need to find the ways to manage this. And using your personality type or using ADHD or using any of these things as a measurement or a tool to keep yourself down, to allow yourself to be in a self-limiting place is not acceptable, and I don't accept it. I personally don't accept it. And I know some of this language might be harsh. I know some people have said that I've been quote unquote abusive with my directness, and I would say the opposite, that I am not abusive, that you just can't handle being able to hear the truth that you need to hear. And I want you to listen to that because it's not about listening to me. I need you to listen to yourself. I need you to listen when you are applying self-criticism to yourself, to what you're experiencing, and then using the group for you to blend in and say, I'm an INTP, therefore I am perpetually unable to have a family, a career, to be healthy, to be whatever, because there have been INTPs that have been successful. There have been INTPs that have been able to focus and get things done. This is not a sentence you being an intp is not a life sentence for you being a broken person it's it's not it's the same thing with depression adhd being bipolar being an enneagram type this is not a box this is a way for you to figure out what your sense of normal is so that you can calibrate to that and then be able to find out how you can move forward from there because if you have ADHD and you find out you have ADHD, that just means you need to find resources that allow you to to lean into hyper focus or to find ways in which you can create systems so that you don't lose your keys. You put something by your door and you create a personal habit that allows you to not lose that thing where you have external accountability from someone who's going to keep you uh, in line, basically, to make sure that you're not you know, that you're being held accountable. Or if you're someone that needs a calendar or a system or some way to schedule things, you know, it starts with you taking the behavioral change and making the choice to be, to to calibrate to your personal experience. So again, it's not about you quote unquote being broken or being, uh, not resting into the default assumption of your personality or your, your diagnoses. But it's about being able to now take this knowledge and do something with it that is going to be productive, powerful, helpful, and just, just a noticing. That's all it is. I just want you to notice. I want you to notice what you say to yourself. I want you to notice what you are experiencing. So it starts with the acknowledgement and acceptance of your experience. I have depression, I've experienced depression, or I experienced ADHD, or I experienced bipolar disorder. Now, that is a sentence on its own. It doesn't have to have anything else attached to it. Now, listen for the things that you attach to it. Listen for the judgment. And when you have that judgment, listening for what it means to have that judgment. You know, is it something that you are using to keep yourself down or to blend into the group or to make yourself stand out or to kind of beg for attention in some sort of way it is all about making sure that that this self judgment is something that is not intended to harm you and to keep continuing to 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 keep you in place or keep you down that's not what that that's for so I hope that all makes sense. I'm starting to lose it a little bit, the because I'm hungry and you know obviously all the emotions with everything that's happening um, in the world and in my personal life. So I'm going to stop here, but I want you to ask questions if you're unsure about what I'm talking about, what this means. Uh, I'm happy to do another episode in the future to kind of clarify this um, because I think it's important. Self judgment is a tricky concept. Because especially as INTPs, as me as an INTP, I I use self-criticism as a way of being able to be a better person. Like I'm not, I'm I'm looking at some of the ways in which I could improve in something. And I'm not using harsh mean language to myself. I'm just acknowledging that this thing could improve. It's like working on a project or a brochure that I'm designing and saying like okay this could be left justified or i could space this out a little bit more i could i could have i could move this to the center it's simply acknowledging what needs to happen as opposed to you know i'm such a dummy i didn't put this together i didn't put it in the middle like why did i not justify the text i should have known that and applying all of these shoulds all of this masturbation <laughs> Which is a term I've heard that is a legit psychological term about all the must, shoulds, and have tos that we have, and the ability to acknowledge our personality type, the ability to acknowledge uh, a a diagnosis of our mental health, or understanding our enneagram type allows for this opportunity. It's an opportunity to grow from where we are, to calibrate, to be able to say, "I get to grow from here." I I have the opportunity to grow from here. I have, I'm incredibly lucky to know about my experience. And from here, I can look at what that is. And when I misstep, if I forget to put my keys back, it's not about, I'm such an idiot, I keep losing my keys. It's like, okay, I forgot this one time. Let me just make sure I do it next time. And and that's all that is. It's just an awareness and an acknowledgement. It doesn't have to be laced with judgment. Because all of this self-judgment, it feeds into who we are and we make it a part of our identity and then we put that out into the world. We project it onto others. We make them feel terrible for who they are and the mistakes that they make. And now we get this chance to, to let it start from us. That if we are not judging ourselves, we're less likely to judge others in the ways that they may not be able to change. And I know the self-judgment comes from an external source usually. Self-judgment comes from perpetually feeling like other people are judging us. And that may be true. Plenty of people judge people. That's fine. But you are the person that's in your mind. You are you. You have to learn to love and be with yourself the rest of your life. You may spend your life with a partner, but we live alone and we die alone. And if you don't have self-love which is something my brother had. He had a lot of self-love for himself and he was growing as a person and connecting to who he was, that if we can grow to love ourselves, then we can truly have the life that we've always wanted and be able to die with dignity when that time comes. So I know it got real deep real quick, but that's kind of where my head's at with my brother passing. And you know part of this is therapy for me so being able to express that is important for me but i also want you to know that i don't want you to have to experience such intense tragedy the way that i have in order for you to stop to start loving yourself it doesn't mean you have to be overly lovey-dovey to yourself the self you know self uh, uh, self-inflation is another problem but it's also about making sure that like yeah you are kind to yourself you know you don't have to overdo it you just have to not be mean to yourself Uh, there's no reason for that there really is zero reason for that so again if you have questions let me know i'm gonna go home eat my burrito get moving on to the next thing and uh, i love you guys uh, again, I'd still do profiling sessions. I probably won't do it for a few weeks because of everything going on right now. But if something you're interested in, you can either leave a comment or um, go to dopamine.life slash profiling session to sign up for one of those. And we'll kind of move the dates around as we need to. That's totally fine. Um, and I have a new testimonial, which I put at the end of this episode. So you can hear from my friend who was a really great profiling session. You can hear about his experience. So... Uh, with all of that said, uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. I need to remind you to wear a mask. Like, this is not over. There's still a lot going on in the world with the pandemic. Um, everything that's happening, wear gloves, wear a mask. Keep your distance. Uh, you know, take your, and, and take your time figuring out what to do next. Love yourself. Take a moment to breathe. Acknowledge where you are and go from there so i love you take care of yourselves and each other and i'll catch you next time on dopamine see ya. This has been a CNote Media Production. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNote and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had, I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want you to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today.